The time now, 29 minutes to nine on Radio Veritas, the station that brings you the good news for a change, the bad news, turmoil in Lesotho. Oh, my goodness, chaos on our roads in Johannesburg. Try, please, and avoid Midrand area because all roads leading to the N1 are blocked or there's protest action there. So if you're at home and you're planning to go to work, I would suggest go back, go back home or stay at home. Have a cup of coffee and see what happens by the middle of the morning. But there's chaos on the roads. and there's no chaos on the roads, traffic lights are not working. So what can I say? I'm just very happy. I'm in the studio talking to you, wherever you happen to be. Stay tuned to Radio Veritas, and if there's anything happening out there that you'd like to inform us about, give us a call on 011-452-7115. And now I'm going to be speaking to somebody called Jake Whitney. Good morning, Jake. Good morning. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you? Fine. Thank you. Lovely, lovely meeting you yesterday, Jake. Yes, thank you. It's my Uh, pleasure. I see your name is Whitney. Any relation to Whitney Houston? <laughs> no, certainly not. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob, it was lovely meeting you, and uh, I thought let's talk to you this morning because you come out from America as an American exchange student from the Dominican College in America called Providence College. You and a colleague of yours, and you've come out on a service scholarship, and you've been doing a bit of work here, just being exposed to the reality of South Africa. And my goodness, haven't we been through some interesting times that you will remember when you go back to the States. Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all. Yeah, so I am a second-year student at Providence College. Um, I'm studying biology, so uh, when I graduate, I'll have a um, biology degree. Right. And I am looking towards um, a career in possibly medicine, um, so I hope to be able to apply to medical school in the next few years. Um, so my interests lie mostly in health and um, educating people on preventative health and um Mm-hmm. different demographics, what their health issues may be. Um, but it's a nice change to come here to South Africa and work with St. Martin de Porres Project here in Springs um, because I am very interested in community development, but um, I haven't had too much experience with it. So mm-hmm. it's a nice break from studying um, science, and it's a um, nice escape Right. Um, to come here to South Africa and just be immersed in a different culture. Right. Tell me, Jake, did you know you were going to be coming to the St. Martin de Porres Center? Um, so I started um, thinking about applying to the fellowship program um, a little over a year ago. Uh-huh. And the, pro- uh, the fellowship program is for motivated students who want to serve um, somewhere around the world in a Dominican community, um, they will be doing service work, but also it's for students who want to explore maybe um, what the church is doing in different parts of the world, mm. um, seeing how it's universal, seeing how it may be unique in those different places. Um, and so there were plenty of options for me um, to go all the way around the world, um, we have students, uh, there's another student, like you mentioned, in South Africa for me. There's students in Australia right now. There are students in um, Philippines, Argentina. So 
So um, it really ranges on okay. uh, where I could go. So, mm-hmm. um, so did- it wasn't until sort of uh, last August when I decided that um, South Africa and the St. Martin Forest Project would be for me. So when I applied for the program, I, I did know that I would be coming here. Uh-huh. Um, and when I was researching about where I might like to go, I really fell in love with um, what the project was doing. Um, it's run by um, Dominic that uh, lives at the Dominican house with me in Springs right. um, and Father Brian. Yes. And um, I fell in love with it because I really wanted to work with children, mm. and it seemed like an amazing um, initiative where there are three different St. Martin de Porres, um sort of centers, right. and in uh, the one that I'm working with, we're working with students, uh, our kids that are going to school, and they come after school to the site, um, and we're able to play with them and teach them maybe about um, children's rights. We've yeah. taught them about hygiene, um, keeping themselves healthy, ways to stay safe in the community, um, and really just using the after-school program as a platform mm. to empower these youth um, to sort of make real change in South Africa, depending on what they want to see in the future. Okay, Jake, tell us now, about how many kids are there? How many children are there at this project that you're working in? It's a place, it's in Delmas, isn't it? Yeah, it's about um, 75 uh, kids come there approximately every day. Um, We have resources for about 300 um, and so some days there's a lot more than 75, and some days there could be a little less than 75. So um, it really does depend on if kids um, come there that day or if they choose to um, do other activities. Um, but the workers and me have been there every day, um, Monday through Friday, and the kids can come there and get a hot meal and, and there's usually activities for them, whether it's just playing games with the workers or a more structured activity like um, maybe a support group for students that want to talk about um, what they've seen in the community or um, different ways to educate them, as I said previously. Mm. About how old are these children? What classes are they? Would they be matric or grade one or two or three? Um, It would be all the way from, uh, like, grade one into um, just about uh, halfway into um, middle school, or I think you guys call it secondary school. Right. Right. Okay, and so, so, and they're boys and girls? Yes, boys and girls. And when they come there in the afternoon, is the first thing they get given is a, is a hot meal, or do they get that before they go home, or how does that work? So... They come to the center around 3 o'clock p.m., Right, and depending on um, when the meal is ready and when all the kids get there, they come at um, different points, some before 3 o'clock, some a little after. But usually the first thing that happens um, once everybody gets there is they'll sit down and um, they'll be served their lunch. 
Okay, all right. And uh, I mean, is, is, are there buildings big enough to house all these children? Um, there is a sort of like a dining room that yeah. we have, um, and yeah, all the children um, can fit in there. Uh, it gets a little cramped, but <laughs> we uh, <laughs> fit everybody in. We yeah. have a lot of chairs, and um, it's nice when when the weather is good because they can all just sit outside right. um, and eat, but. Um, the last month or so, when when we've had some colder days, we put them all inside for lunch. Mm, well, I suppose it's a little bit different. That wouldn't quite happen like that in America, I suppose. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Everyone would be inside yes. all day in winter. <laughs> Absolutely. So there it is. About how many workers are there at St. Martin's Center? There's about, um, it's somewhere in the 40s, counting um, the people who take care of the plot, Right. Um, there's sort of three types of employees, uh, like caregivers that work there. Right. Um, and then there's Brother Dominic and, um, yeah, so there's about, uh, in the forties. And enough facilities like toilets and, uh, places like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have, uh, we have, um, a house in the back, um, with toilets yeah. and we have, so the, the dining room for the kids to eat in, we have um, a few uh, attachments off of that dining room right. for um, offices, for administrators that work there, um, and then we have uh, a kitchen. Right. Are there any costs involved? Do the kids have to pay anything at all? No, it's all paid for. Um, the, the meals themselves, uh, the government for up to 300 children a day to get food. Okay. So um, the children and the families themselves don't pay anything. There's no cost to them. Um, so they basically are getting, they're benefiting from one meal a day during the week that's provided to them. And they also get sort of a structured time um, in a safe place to play with the other children. Right. So, so Jake, the the uh, Saint Martin Centre that where you're working now, it provides opportunity for children to play, to get to know one another, to have a decent meal and that sort of thing. Is there any opportunity for the children to pray, or are they encouraged to pray at all? Is this part of the of the system, part of the procedure? Yes, it definitely is part of their everyday yeah. um, procedure. So when the kids there, um, like I said, around 3 o'clock, and before they have their lunch, what will happen is, um, depending on when you get there as a child, you might find some people are already eating, um, but when you get there, yeah. before you can actually eat, you um, you have to pray. Um, All right. They say something like, um, thank you, God, for the food we're about to eat, and may right. you bless it. Right. Um, and then they, they're able to eat. So they, they can't actually eat until mm. um, one of the workers sees and hears that they've said their prayers. <laughs> um, okay. And then at the end of the day, when everybody leaves together, they all say um, a, prayer. a prayer. And it is in Zulu, so 
Yes. I haven't been able to follow uh, that. Yeah. Mm. Quite understand it, but mm. it's sort of along the same lines. Um, but yeah, there definitely is opportunities for them right. to be involved in prayer um, and in God. Right. It is a little tricky uh, in the community that we work with. There aren't too many people that are religious um, or who go to church, so they really are trying to um, develop that spiritual health of the child Mm. um, as much as they can. But, you know, they can only do so much because most of their influences come from home. Mm. So, um, But there is an effort to give them a chance to have God in their life. Right. I'm talking to Jake Whitney, Whitney, who is an American exchange student and is working with uh, the project St. Martin de Porres development project out in Springs. It's actually out in the Delmas area. And he comes from Providence College in the United States. Now, Jake, you're working with Brother Dominic. Now, Brother Dominic, I think he must have had the foresight, uh, insight, call it whatever you like, to start this project. What does Brother Dominic do? He's a Dominican, I know that. Tell us a little bit about Brother Dominic and his involvement in the project. Well, he is very humble, very selfless. He recognized in the early 2000s that there was a need for this sort of organization, working with children. Um, the project started in Guatemala. Um, and he recognized that there were children who would benefit from getting food after school, having some safe place, structured activities to play with other kids, um, and really trying to develop um, their sense of well-being and sort of foster that growth that um, every child should have, and he recognized that it might not have been um, doing the, the job that he thought should have been done um, alone in the, in the um, township. So he took it upon himself to create this amazing initiative. Um, like I said before, we have three um, different sites now. Um, his is the only one that... Uh, children can come to to eat and play with other children in. Um, But the other two sites work with giving food parcels to families, um, providing support um, for families when they are not sure what to do with uh, raising their children or um, they may need a little help. So all three centers work closely together, um, and it just works really well. and I'm really happy to be a part of it. Well, they're fantastic. So he's he's quite an inspiration, a quiet yeah. inspiration behind the scenes, I suppose. He's he's, he's not a very you know, he's he's a quiet man. He's a humble man, as you say, huh? Yes, definitely. And uh, now tell me, do you know much about the financial situation of the project? Um, the financial about the financial situation that I do know. Um, from my understanding, is that they, um, like I said before, the government provides funds to feed the children, up to 300 children per day. Um, But other than that, they get very little funding for the things that they need outside of food. 
So things like sports equipment for the children to play uh-huh. with, uh-huh. things like um, management of the land. We are in the process of purchasing the plot next door so that um, we can again have more land for the children to sort of actually play a full-length um, soccer game. Mm-hmm. They were renting the space next door a few years ago, um, and the government was providing funds for them to rent the space. After they stopped giving them funds to rent it, they had to um, they had to give that up. So we recently have purchased it, and um, the owner has been very generous to us in letting us use his land full-time, even though we don't have all of the money yet. Um, so we're still in the process of fundraising for that. Um, it's a total of about 600,000 rands. Right. And... What's, that's, that, uh, okay, that's not a bad... That's, that's not that expensive for a piece of land like that, I must say. Right. The only problem is, like I said, we, we don't... Uh, we don't get much help um, mm. from the government, and we are trying to start sort of a fundraising campaign right. in springs. Um, but things are, are sort of slow moving, mm. and um, we really could use all the help that we can get okay. um, because it really is a great opportunity for these kids to be able to come and. And, and get these resources, right. um, but just with a little bit more um, funds would make it so much more better. Okay. All right, so if anybody's able to help in any way, you might like to contribute something towards this project out in Delmas. Um, is there a number they can phone? Um, can they phone you? or? Uh, I am not sure, actually, about... Um, a number, but um, we uh, will definitely get a number out to you guys, so you can um, make an announcement about that. But um, yeah, we would appreciate any any help that we could get because okay, it, it really is a great opportunity for these kids. Okay. Well, look, I, can we give them your phone number in case anybody wants to get hold of of you? They might want to talk to you. Who knows? Just to say hello. All right, that's, yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right, then. I'm going to give out your number. If anybody would like to respond, they can always contact you, and you can point their nose in the right direction. Um, but uh, it's it's money, possibly, to buy the land next door. That's the 600,000 rand that you're looking for. But every, mm-hmm. if there might be games or billiard tables or, I don't know, anything like that that might be useful in a, in a place like this that people might like to donate to the De Martin de Paris Development Project. So whatever people might like to do to help the center, we encourage you, please, contact Jake, and he will certainly receive your call. You can say hello to him, and he will give you any other details that you need to have. Jake, you're also here with somebody else, aren't you, in South Africa? Yes, I'm here with a fellow student of mine. Her name is Jen Conroy. Yes. And she has been working with um, Dominican uh, friars in Peter Maritzburg, and she's now with the sisters in Montebello. 
Okay, all right. And and what what is she doing in particular? Do you know what a kind of range of work is? The kind of work that she's doing? Yeah. So she's um, in Montebello, at least. She is working in high school teaching biology. Right. She um, she's studying the same as me at Providence College. So yeah. it's a great opportunity for her to be able to um, just share what she knows about. Um, biology and chemistry and right. sort of it's been great for her also to mm. see um, sort of these kids developing um, right. and really learning the material and getting mm. excited about it so right. I'm really happy for her okay all right Jake so listen we're going to finish now but it's been for you a very worthwhile experience coming to South Africa yes wonderful Well, thank you very much for choosing to come here and being exposed to something in South Africa that I think many South Africans haven't really been exposed to. But you've come, you've given us your your, um, uh, insights, your wisdom and so on. You've worked with Brother Dominic and his team out in in the Delmas area. And we wish you a wonderful, uh, interesting time. The time is coming to an end, isn't it? Yeah, it's coming up so fast. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you're going to see something more than just children. Maybe you're going to see some of the wild animals in one of the game reserves. Or... <laughs> yes, I am planning to, uh, planning to go to Cape Town and to Kruger. Right. Good. Well, you must go and enjoy it and see the beauty of our country. We get a lot of bad news. We junk status on the economic front. But it is a beautiful country, not only to see and to enjoy but we've got a beautiful people as well and you've tasted that you've enjoyed that and i do hope that you're going to enjoy the rest of your time in south africa seeing some other aspects of this beautiful country that you chose to come and visit thank you very very much for coming and thank you for speaking to us yes it was my pleasure thank you god bless that was Jake Whitney, Jake Whitney, an American exchange student who's working with Brother Dominic, Brother Dominic Chiota at the St. Martin de Paris development project out in the Delmas area. And he's been out here now for about six weeks, and hopefully he's going to have the opportunity of just enjoying some of the other beautiful sights of our country.